Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Supervision is a kind of accommodation. Oh, you're having an uncomfortable time with that? Well, let's give that part of the job to someone else. Well, let's find a way we can make it easier. No, let's get to the bottom of the discomfort. We're going to do this because it's better for our customers. Well, that's uncomfortable for me. I don't want to do that. I don't care. That's what we're doing. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Do your government-given rights related to freedom apply in the workplace when it's so obviously not a democracy? Tricky one, right? How far can an employer go in pushing someone into discomfort? What responsibility does a manager have to make an employee's work experience comfortable? How should one think about this? Keep listening to find out. This series is from a recent webcast that happens each week for members. For more information about the many benefits of clear and open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, go to clearandopen.com. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's dive in. When people bring their feelings as resistance, ugh, it makes me sick. Because what they're doing is, it's, what's happening is a defensive part of them is rolling out raw emotion as a way to deflect. It's, it's a disrespect of real emotion and it's self-emotional abuse in a way. It's saying, well, this is not comfortable for me and it's disowning their own discomfort. Owning discomfort would be like, wow, this is really uncomfortable for me looking at this in front of all these people. But that discomfort tells me there's something really here to look at. That's owning your discomfort. Disowning your discomfort is, uh, this is hard and I don't think you should be talking to me this way. I, you know, I need time for this. You know, the, 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 the idea of like, I need more time to chew on this. In a therapy context, sure, take all the time you need. In a business context, it, depending on what's going on, if the person's resistance or issue or whatever is affecting their competence, their ability to proficiently do their job on some basic way, then there is no time. Can you give them time to work through the issue, but still require the result and say, like, this is the thing you're working through and you can take as long as you need to work through this, but the results we need to have are this and this and this. So while you're working on that, and I'd love to help you figure that out, this needs to happen and this needs to happen and this needs to happen. And if you can't figure out a way to do that, then this goes from the nudge to the line. Sure. Yeah. If, if it's a compliance thing, if someone like philosophically disagrees with, with you on something and they want time to work that out, you know, I think, you know, for example, like with sales or something, you think a certain part of the sales process should be done X way and they think Y way. And it's like, you just, there's no room in your mind for what the business needs. Like, it's got to be done this way. You can say as a boss, look, it's fine if you want to take more time thinking about this. I don't need you to agree at the moment, but you're going to do it this way. Yeah. That's where you invoke your benevolent dictator. 
you're in the benevolent dictatorship. This isn't a democracy. And this is somewhat related because a lot of the related to this, a lot of the, especially the younger people in these kinds of places, they're like, well, I want to be heard and my opinion isn't counting. And it's like, what did you think this was a democracy? Another way of coming at this is the difference between management and supervision. Supervision is working around people's lack of critical thinking, people's inability to admit when they're wrong, people allowing their emotional discomfort to make them act in irrational ways. Supervision is working around that, sort of tricking people into competence by letting them stay the same. Management is holding up a mirror and saying, this way of thinking that you're operating with, it's not working for you probably anywhere in your life. But let me show you where it's not working for you here in this business. In other words, your, the way you think, the way your beliefs, the way you look at the world, if they're competence issues, they're my business as your manager. That's what it comes down to. And we live in this world right now. You know, This started with uh, the political correctness back in what, the early 90s. And I, I've heard political correctness has gotten even worse. You know, I, I, I was in college in the mid-90s. Uh, and political correctness was huge then. It was like, you know, and, and now I've heard that uh, I heard, I've heard comedians talking about that they won't even play certain universities because they'll make, you know, you know, slightly edgy racial or, you know, uh, gender kind of humor and they get booed, you know, yeah. just when it's just like a little bit. All of this is just like the context is. Realize we live in a world right now where, depending on, on where you are, there's this extreme kind of subjectivism. There's this extreme kind of like, well, this is my point of view. These are my beliefs and you can't challenge them because they're mine. This is the pendulum swinging from one extreme to the other where we used to live in a very object, objectivistic wor- world where there was a lot of uh, repression and oppression of people's individual beliefs, and you know, of course, that's this country was founded on that idea that you you know, freedom of religion and all that. But in the domain of the of a business, the freedom of 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 religion, in one way, I could say, doesn't apply in a business if your beliefs, religious or otherwise, are affecting your competence. Yeah, and this is shocking to people. Right. What I think about a lot of times is, you know, our country was founded on critical thinking. You know, like the the way laws are made. You know, if you ever watch like C-SPAN, you know, it's like a Democrat stands up and makes their case, and then a Republican stands up and makes their case. They're having a logical argument. Nobody's saying, "Well, this bill would make me feel really hurt, so I don't think we could pass it." That's not how it works, right? They're making logical arguments and cases and discussing impact. There's subtext there, certainly, in politics and all that. But that's how laws are formed. That's how courts are run, right? You make cases. Whoever has the better case wins. That's how a business is run. We're going to do this because it's better for our customers. Well, that's uncomfortable for me. I don't want to do that. I don't care. That's what we're doing. It's the same thing. And, and and somehow this got lost because of the importance of feelings, which I absolutely honor. But the show must go on. You know, you guys have all had experience as leaders where whatever was going on in your life, you were emotional wreck. Right? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's never happened. What are you talking about? And you showed up at work because there was no choice. You had to. And on, on the inside, you were furious or in despair or whatever, but you showed up for the employee who needed you, the show or the customer. You showed up, right? You, you do that. And that's a spirit of, of competence and excellence that, in my opinion, every human being needs to learn one day. And, and so be careful not to... Because you all have this by definition, otherwise you wouldn't be where you are. Be careful not to project that, that people have that in them already. They don't. If they had that kind of excellence and competence values in them, they'd own their own business too. Because yeah. people who really do get competence end up working for themselves eventually, usually. So if people work for you, by definition, they don't get competence like you do. By definition, they make excuses. By definition, they're doing less than they could be doing. You know, Think about it that way. They need you to show them what they're capable of. It's another way of saying it. You know, it makes me think of uh, like uh, basic training, you know, like we see in all the movies in, in the army or the Marines. It's like in basic training, you're going to be shown that you can accomplish more than you thought. And when you protest and say, I can't do it, you're going to be pushed harder and you're going to find out that you can. And that's sort of the deal. And if you insist that you can't do it, you go away. But the drill sergeant doesn't accommodate you, <laughs> right? There are standards. There's no accommodation. And that's what I'm saying for. Supervision is a kind of accommodation. Oh, you're having an uncomfortable time with that? Well, let's give that part of the job to someone else. Well, let's find a way we can make it easier. No. Let's get to the bottom of the discomfort. Why is it uncomfortable for you to speak in front of a group? Do it anyway. That's courage, being afraid and doing it anyway. What's the opposite? Cowardice. And but oh, you can't call me that. That makes that's you can't call me that. Well, what's what is it called when you're afraid and it stops you from acting? That's cowardice. Yeah, that's it. Really simple. Now that doesn't mean you're a coward. It means in this moment, related to this thing, you're being a coward. <clears throat> Coward's a verb. You're you're cowarding around this. Cowering, right? We have that as a verb. In this domain around this thing, you're being a coward. If it's not exactly what the job requires, then you know maybe they've got some time to move into it. But that's excellence. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.